give me a chance to get another beer. <laughs> nice. What are you drinking? This is a Canadian brand called Alpine. Oh, nice. Is that any good? It's beer. Oh, I have to keep my burps off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Just need to get a little distorted before we talk about mushrooms. And now for something completely different. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV. There is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. Change the channel, Marge! <laughs> TV makes sense. It has structure, logic, rules. Welcome to TV Makes Sense. This is the show where we pick a random episode of television, uh, one episode from a series, and break it down way too much, and talk about anything that comes to mind because TV makes sense, but real life usually doesn't. I am your host, Matt, and along for the ride with me, as always, are my co-hosts. I'll let I'm them introduce themselves. Sorry. And I'm Sam. And I am Gus. And we didn't rehearse that, so we're stepping all over each other. But that's all right. Today's episode is going to get a little fucked up. <laughs> uh, because today we are discussing uh, Broad City, Season 4, Episode 4, Mushrooms. So uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh <laughs> Um, We're not talking about portobellos. Or I didn't even write down all the types of mushrooms they talk about. <laughs> I actually started Googling the types of mushrooms they talk about. I'm like, are these all real, real <laughs> mushrooms? Uh, but we'll get to that. Uh, so, so as I mentioned in the last episode, we are going uh, kind of around in a circle. Each of us is, are picking an episode one at a time. Um, if we said a little familiar... We did record this back to back with the with the last episode about Arrested Development. So, uh, not only are we talking about mushrooms, we might be a little slap happy as we get into our third hour of recording today. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this this pick, uh, so last episode was Gus's pick. Uh, this episode is Stamps' pick. Uh, so let's talk about just Broad City in general, broadly. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, the puns are coming out. Shit um so sam why i guess how did you discover broad city in the first place well i know it did start as a web series which i did not watch um not big on like web series but um once it was a show uh heard it heard about it from a friend who highly recommended it and this was actually a close friend who is also a big rest development fan so I knew to trust her opinion on it. So I dove in and was hooked like from the second it started. Um, to So to hear of a show that is so re- well received that stars two women was important to me because it like, I would never hear it being referred to like, oh, they're, it's really funny for a show with like four show with women or like mm. they're really funny for women. Um, cause it, it just, people just respected them for being great comedians. So yeah, and I, I find, loved it. 
And I find too, like, uh, I mean, the phrase like, funny for a woman, um, but it's also, and maybe this is what, like, internally, I don't know why I didn't watch it up front is, you know, it's definitely, it's also not just a comedy series for women as you know as much as many shows out there it's like oh this is a woman's show or this is whatever like this is it's again <laughs> making another broad <laughs> pun it's very it's broad and not like it's you know i mean it's it's about female relationships but i mean obviously uh us fellas can get behind it too so <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um gus how did you get into broad city my girlfriend recommended it to me she um I remember when the show was first announced, I thought it was interesting. I wanted to get into it and I just never got around to it. I may have watched one or two episodes randomly and I just couldn't get into the humor. A couple years later, my girlfriend recommended it and uh, yeah, gave it a chance and no regrets. It's a great show. Yeah. Really yeah. funny. I was upset that it ended so quickly. It's only like five, six seasons, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a great show. It's funny, really funny. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I I had slept on it too. Um, it uh, because I'd see ads for it all the time. Um, but I mean, I wasn't, I really wasn't paying attention to a lot of of what Comedy Central was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and I discovered it was uh, like season one and season two. Uh, it aired alongside of Workaholics, and uh, that was another show that I probably only got into probably like three seasons in, and that was like after seeing like years and years and years of ads for it, I finally got (laughs) into it. Um, So for me, broad city, I think, I think what had happened is I, I saw it on, it uh, it streams on a service here in Canada called crave and uh, they, they stream all of comedy central stuff. And I saw it show up on there and I was like, man, I got to get into that show. I got to watch it. And then I was about to, and then I like went and looked it up and it's like, Oh yeah, well, season five is just airing now. And this would have been, I guess, from the timeline, like early 2019. And then I was like, all right, I'll wait till they all show up. So like I can't remember if I watched it. I don't know if it was a pandemic watch for me or if it was before the pandemic. I said I I just binged TV. As I said in the last marathon, I talk about how much I hated the term binge, but I just binge show. Like I always have like three shows on binging at any time. Mm-hmm. Um and I weirdly remember like what house I was sitting in or like what was going on kind of in my life as I was binging it. So uh, I've only moved into the house I live in. Uh, it was in November, 2019. Um, so I definitely remember like sitting on the couch, watching all these episodes. I remember like a binge all of Archer, a binge all of this, but like, I'm, I'm really struggling. Like did I binge it pre pandemic post there's so many that I'm like, no, I watched that before the pandemic started, but I was like, I was only in this house for four months. Like mm-hmm. how many TV series did I burn through? And I may, it could have been like nine or 10 before the pandemic <laughs> even started. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I binge the whole thing. Um, I, I'm a fan of disenchantment. Um, the Netflix animated mm. series from uh, created by Matt Groening and Abby, plays the main character Tia Bini and it took it I still I still think it when I hear her talk um, I just sometimes she says stuff I'm like man that's a Tia Bini line uh, <laughs> they're and, both uh, degenerates like both, yeah yeah it's <laughs> like this isn't a show for women or for men this is a show for degenerates just gross gross <laughs> people yeah uh, 
it's uh, I was thinking about like, and so I I've never I've never rewatched. I did that first watch and I never rewatched it. So, um, you know, we were talking about you know, do we want to do an episode all about psychedelics? And it's like maybe we can pick a few of the other ones. So I actually went through and I watched I watched the first episode. I watched the last episode. I ended up watching the one where um, uh, Aliyah Shawkat. I looked up how to pronounce her name because I knew I'd be saying it a lot today. And I, I still don't know. Uh, but I watched I watched the episode where she plays her doppelbanger, uh, uh, which was, fuck me, that was hard to watch. I was like, I can't tell which one is which. <laughs> and some that's I, I just binged all of uh, all of Search Party um, a few months mm. ago. That was a show I hadn't even heard of. Like, unlike Broad City, I just all of a sudden Search Party was like i was hearing about it everywhere and like oh this has been on for five years and i never knew about it um but uh yeah so as i was watching other like you know i watched the mushrooms episode pretty closely then i just had some other ones on just to like get a bit more of the flavor of the show so i could remember mm-hmm. it to have intelligent discussion today and uh i'd be like doing something in the kitchen and i get like sounds like tia beanie that's the voice i keep hearing <laughs> so, um yeah so that's that's me. I've 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 never rewatched. I don't know if you can catch like a rerun or anything like that. Um, how many have either of you put in like multiple rewatches into this into this series? Not multiple. It's mm-hmm. I I don't use Crave, so it's not as easily accessible to me. So I kind of have to think about it. But this is only my mindlessly s- scroll. No, this is only my second time. To be honest, since the first time. I think that's more than likely the second time that I, or I guess my first time rewatching it again after the <laughs> first initial time. I mean, I love the show, but I, I never went back to it. I don't know why. Yeah. So uh, is there, I know personally for me, like this isn't, I don't think there's much from this, this series that has bled into my, my regular <laughs> everyday talk. Uh, is there anything from this show? Like any, any lines or anything like that, that, uh, you quote on a regular basis no this is like like pure fantasy like two girls like living in new york city like it's just like anxiety inducing to me like i love new york but uh just like uh just them being like broke all the time too is just like causing causes me so much panic that like i i can't i relate to abby a little bit just because she's like a little bit quirky but no, it just gives me so much anxiety that it's like it's it's pure fantasies for me. I can't be like these girls. Same. I mean, I would. I recently went to New York uh, within the last six months, so I would imagine maybe I would live life like they would in a small studio and like this brick place and just kind of like hustle for work and you know, yeah, like like you said, Sam, just a, like a fantasy. It's scary. Like, it's mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> that you would get into on the day-to-day basis so. <laughs> something that's very realistic about it though is that a lot of the episodes like it kind of starts in the morning they go off to do something and they're carrying like backpacks with them which is how i would imagine people in new york travel like they leave their house and they're out for the day so they have to carry a backpack with them like it's not like gossip girl where they have like their tiny little designer purse and that's going to get them through their whole day for the whole day yeah or, or like i'm on my acre and a half of land out here in the country it's just like 
I don't know, my, my shit's in my car. <laughs> <laughs> like, like nothing is walking distance for me. It's, <laughs> it's just killing the earth a little bit at a time. Each time I, go I can't, I, it blows my mind. Uh, yeah, no, terrifying to live in you. I, ugh. I would do uh, it for a year. I, it's just for the, I went, I went from Boston there to like two or three times. Um, and yeah, I, I'd want to do it for about a year just to get the full experience of living mm-hmm. in Manhattan or even Queens. But I wouldn't do that year round, especially not winters. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I'm from California, there's no winners out here. Real winners, I guess. <laughs> we have winners, but not, in, you know, snow is a foreign thing for most of us here. You know? Yeah. But yeah, just to, yeah, just to get the experience to, you know, the story of it a struggle i guess of it but it'll get old it'll turn into uh like an abbey <laughs> like this is i think they're they are definitely products of their environment for sure yeah uh to survive um i guess we kind of we skipped over it um you know sam you mentioned you had never seen the web series i had never seen it either i was like oh i'm gonna watch some of it today in preparation there's 12 episodes on youtube <laughs> like they're like three minute long clips. Oh, uh, it, this is not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I watched. I only watched two, and I was like, I, I, good on them for getting a TV deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless better after Amy Poehler gets her hands on it. Yeah, I guess so. Eh? Like, I don't. It was. I don't know. Unless unless there was another season, I didn't see. But I was on their mm-hmm. YouTube channel, and it was like that's what's what's shocking is well not shocking but it's clearly a uh, very low budget uh and mm. then you look you look at a series now this episode notwithstanding with all the animation like it seems like it'd be a fairly low budget series to make those those web series clips are like super super <laughs> bad <laughs> um but it's actually again just because i just watched the finale it's kind of a bring this up in the beginning i just talk about you know, future of the show if there will be any but uh kind of the the way the show ends spoiler alerts <laughs> uh as they're as they're both kind of going on their own way and still talking every day on the phone uh you see all these other clusters of well, first it's a couple women but then there's like other you know just pair, friendship pairs kind of they show mm-hmm. all having the same kind of mundane conversations that they would have as they were walking down the street uh, where I had skipped all the other episodes. I don't know how many of them were repeats. And I don't know if this is a repeat from within the series, but there is a joke in the finale about uh, uh, asking a homeless person to make change so you don't have to give them a full $10 bill. Um, it's like, first of all, it's a person without a home. Um, but that's that's basically the joke in their in the first web series episode is, uh, oh, okay. is the two of them. Uh, like Abby, Abby doesn't have money. And then Alana asks for change. And then she gives the change to Abby. And she's like, well, now I'm standing here with money. And I just told him I don't have any money. <laughs> so it's, I just not, anyway, it, I didn't find it as funny as the show was. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So but that's, somebody saw potential in it. Somebody yeah. did. I, I mean, that's maybe it's just because it's so, such a kind of low production that maybe it, uh, it didn't. But yeah, obviously they, uh, they clearly had some good ideas for a series. And, you know, Gus, you had mentioned, you know, they kind of ended it kind of early. I think 
I think that's kind of what they were looking for um, anyways to end it. You know, most, you know, most, uh, unless you're South Park, you don't run for very long. Like most of these comedy central shows, they kind of get smart and they, they cut things off before they go on for too long. I mentioned workaholics. I, I found, I think that they only did like six seasons. And I think even towards the end, like that one was, was starting to peter out. So, um, yeah. So they cut it before they, what is that saying? Jump the shark. Jump the shark. That's definitely an episode we gotta figure. We gotta find a way to watch it. Happy days. Fonzie literally jumped the shark. Jumped a shark, and it was the best one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's or just kind of when you started running out of ideas, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, what would you want to see? Kind of a reunion special, or them getting back together, or more seasons? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. Uh, in my notes here, I just say I just want them to be real people, so that. I can like hear what their thoughts are on like current events. So I feel like they just, I, I just want them as my best friends, but also I'm kind of scared of them. It's complicated. Female friendships are complicated. I feel a bit like yeah, now, now that, you know, knock on wood, we're, we're in post pandemic phases. Like would I be willing to see when the two of them would have been like through COVID. But again, that finale is all about, uh, Alana's making a go bag for Abby so they can like it's like when the world ends like <laughs> they're good they plan on because uh to avoid spoiling the end of season seven of the office jump ahead about 15 seconds Abby moves to Balder much like Michael Scott does and then they make a plan that they're going to meet up in the center at the St. Louis Arch. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that would have been a fun idea if they just panicked at the start of the pandemic and took yeah. off to say that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I feel like, and it, well, they said, too, I found a, I wanted to see if they had talked about reunions at all. And I found a, an article from earlier this year. Um basically saying they just wanted more time away because they started doing that web series. It was like 2009, 2010. So they've been doing broad city for 10 years and they just wanted to do kind of more things before they went back to it. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to see like, you know, Abby and Alana in their, in their (laughs) forties trying to deal with life. Have they figured things out yet? Or are they still putting mushrooms in yogurt? (laughs) 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 that is a weird odd way to eat mushrooms so let's get into it let's talk the episode mushrooms eat well mushrooms in yogurt i don't Mm -hmm. i'll i'll uh, i'll go on the record and say i've i've never tried mushrooms the uh i only know of people eating them i remember the entourage episodes where they make a peanut butter and mushroom sandwich and that's how he takes his Yogurt's not a common way to do this. Mm, not the way I've had it. Yeah, I can't say I'm an expert, but um, it is funny that Alana kind of like she's not really like smart on a lot of things, but she does like give an explanation on why the yogurt's a good idea. Something about the fat, it like helps it digest, and you just get a better high from it. Yeah, she but said like, it slows down your digestion so you can have it last longer, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. 
that, that is the theory with uh, like cannabis edibles, right? You put in, um, if you use the butter, or use oil or whatever. And mm-hmm. then um, if you're making gummies, they have this stuff you can buy called uh, like a thin or something like that. And you can mix that in the same, like you need, you need fat basically to bond it. Um, but I don't know how the science works. I don't know. <laughs> These people actually know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, um, I guess I'm, I guess I'm the only one here who has to try it. Uh, terrifies the fuck out of me in this episode is pretty much why i don't everything that they go through is like no that does not look like fun for me i i need i need a firm i need two feet firmly planted (laughs) in In reality reality. (laughs) don't i don't like seeing things that aren't there but uh just maybe take it back a second like uh you know we didn't not all just a, a mushrooms talk but like why why this episode of Broad City, Sam? Did you, okay. did you pick? Um, well, I think it's a fairly entry level episode to Broad City. There's um, very few of their like secondary characters, so you don't really need to deal with one of their relationships to Abby and Alana. Um, you don't really need to know a whole lot about the relationship between Abby and Alana other than their best friends. Um, but I'm also just a sucker for a good gimmicky episode. So for an episode that is half animation, crazy animation, I you gotta watch that. Yeah, it's... Um, so I tracked it. Other than... Um, I had to look up his name. I, I just refer to him as Hannibal Burris. But uh, other than Lincoln's voice appearing and uh, him, you know, when she's deleting all the the accounts at the end of the episode, um, there's no other recurring characters. I definitely cheated on this. One. <laughs> if I hadn't watched other episodes today, I would have forgot all their names. I remembered Bevers, um, but uh, characters like Trey and Hami uh, Hame, fuck, I can't pronounce that right. Um, you know, kind of the characters who appear in you know probably half the series or more. Like, yeah, there's it's basically Abby and Alana. I thought. Wanda Sykes was in a lot more episodes, but apparently she was only in three, and this was her last yeah. one. Comedy legend Wanda Sykes, which I get, yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like she's more, but she does have a pretty good part here. This is your pass. This is your pass. This too shall not f-ing pass. It's <laughs> the best voice. Oh, yeah. It just delivers that, <laughs> that hatred. Uh, and then I guess the other the other cameo which she doesn't last long is uh, Alicia Reiner, um, who will always be Fig from Orange Is the New Black to me. Um, this is the the uh, the woman in the couple that Alana <laughs> gets hooked up with. Uh, yeah. I had to look it up. She's six feet tall, so I was like, is she oh. a fucking Amazon or is Alana yeah. really but like? She's a tall woman. Uh, so as much as you know, we had discussed this through our emails. Like, are we gonna like we all comfortable doing an episode talking about like psychedelic drug use? We're like, yeah, yeah, fine, this will be fine. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize we'd have to get into pegging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. the first time this show has actually talked about pegging, also. Well, it seems I guess that would probably be the one running joke, I think, mm-hmm. that really gets in play here is Alana's dream. To pay for one. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, we were pretty open about her uh, psilocybin usage. I'm not going to ask <laughs> if any of us have ever experienced with pegging before. But I think this was like, there was a point in time, and I don't know when exactly it happened, but there's a point in time in pop culture where pegging became a huge joke that like just more and more, like it started showing up in more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Like who started it? Who is responsible for this? I guess it's a, it's a little bit more implied in Deadpool. Maybe that was, maybe that's where pegging uh-huh. went mainstream mm-hmm. on, uh, on women's appreciation day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was <laughs> just the whole scene. Like that, is, that everything, everything about Alana <laughs> going off with this couple, just so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't pull most of the quotes because I was like, I don't, I don't know how dirty I want to get on this podcast. But you guys are like hard-bodied Greek statues. I hope you're into a soft Russian peasant body. <laughs> oh. What a way to describe yourself. That's like she turns. I mean, clearly it's because of the the shrooms and the weed she's now consumed at this point uh she turns around and their meat both immediately naked with the uh, cartoons over their their genitals but then um her pump up talk uh in the bathroom as she's yes. as she's like trying to get i mean also there's some other jokes in there too but uh i this one uh this line especially spoke to me come on kids Aniston, now come on talking about her nipples yes yeah oh i'm glad you got it sam because i feel like that's a joke any any anyone coming through puberty while friends was a popular tv show (laughs) can tell you that jennifer anderson's nipples were always poking through her shirts (laughs) in those early seasons of friends (laughs) they didn't have the budget for uh heat back then (laughs) i i think they knew what they were doing Uh, but uh yeah it was that one i wish i could remember some of the other lines she calls herself to pump herself up but uh something something like oh, i can't remember i can't remember it's just <laughs> such such a great pump up and then when she walks out <laughs> the strap on on and there's just there's just a free, great bit of physical comedy where she like slaps it a few times <laughs> and slaps herself with a tit and she's like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's real. That's that's right in my butt. <laughs> um, so I guess uh myself not having experience with shrooms. Uh I never I don't I don't know if we've if you've ever ended up I wouldn't want you to share, I guess, if you didn't feel comfortable any, any sort of Alana style stories, but anything like Abby, like poor Abby and that poor cat. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I have two stories that I'm willing to share, uh, but for legal purposes, this is a joke and I've never consumed mushrooms in my life because they're illegal because I would never do something like that. Both times was on Halloween. <laughs> Uh, and what I've learned is that mushrooms and Halloween uh, make it makes me 
stay in character for the whole night. Um, so my first experience with it, uh, I was, uh, was probably like, like six years ago now, I was dressed as Darth Vader. Uh, we went <laughs> to a bar. We were like outside of town and which is like anxiety inducing to start because it was like not somewhere that was I could walk home and anyway and Halloween it's a busy bar night so cabs not good so I was dressed as Darth Vader and some poor girl made the mistake of dressing up as Princess Leia and I was in character I was so mean to her I force choked her a little bit. I kept referring to her as my daughter, uh, probably saying nonsense, but trying to say some of Darth Vader's lines. Um, and then I just left and started walking home. And I mean, you probably don't know a lot about PEI geography, but it was a very far away. And that night I lost my passport. I dropped my passport while I was on my walk home why okay so why'd you have your passport i was because <laughs> I, I think i lost my driver's license and i had to use it for id fair enough mm. but actually it reminds me of my stories of new york uh because they do not accept a new brunswick driver's license mm-hmm. so if you go if a canadian goes out drinking they're just uh so you know pro tip to anyone out there trying to steal a canadian identity if you find a canadian in a bar in America. They have their passport. They probably have their passport. The yeah. second time was luckily, uh, was actually just this past Halloween. Um, I was dressed as Sydney Prescott from Scream, one of my favorite movies. Uh, my costume was great. I looked just like her. Um, and some schmuck had the audacity to come dressed as Ghostface. So I was mean to him, too. Mean to him, but also like acted scared of him. Mm. So. Okay, I, I got so many questions. So first of all, let's. What is it? How do you dress up as Sydney Prescott? Um, all blood everywhere. Mm. Um, and then in like the end, like Act Three of that movie, she has like a denim jacket, a light purple shirt, black jeans. Um, I got like clip-in bangs. Okay, like, I smeared them with blood. That was yeah. that was the main. Mm-hmm. That was my main question. Yeah, I had like, the bangs. Did you, did you have bangs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Covered in blood, I was sticky. Yeah. That's been a uh, where I want to call it Scream Five, but those assholes mm-hmm. only called it Scream. Yeah, uh, where that came out, uh, we've watched. We watched my wife and I watched Scream, and then she's got this friend who was like trying to get into horror movies, so like we made her watch Scream, and like. She wasn't enjoying it because it's like screams aren't really a scary movie per se. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a slasher, but like, yeah, she wasn't. And it was just like the hair, the bangs were too ridiculous to get into. <laughs> and meanwhile, like I'll rewatch stuff. All, like I've seen scream like 10 times, but like more than that, probably. But I was like, I watched this last fucking week. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel like we watched. Well, my wife has this, she just puts on a movie and like doesn't pay attention and she's just on her phone or whatever. So like the amount of times I've come upstairs and like a scream movie has been on. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. 
She has memories. They're so issues. good. They're so good. So then, yeah. okay, now, now Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Princess Leia, mm-hmm. was it? Was it like Bun's Leia? Was it like which? I, I think so. I think white dress Bun's Leia, last, not, not last, slave Leia. Last Jedi Leia. Mm-hmm. General oh Leia. no, no um, definitely not. Now was this was this uh, before Rogue One or after Rogue One? Oh, it was definitely before. Definitely before. Because uh, here's where we're going to put in a spoiler alert for Rogue One. (laughs) You heard me. If you have not seen Rogue One, a Star Wars story, you may want to skip ahead about a minute to avoid any spoilers. Uh, Now, that whole first scene in A New Hope when Vader and Leia are talking... uh, it's like you're part of the Rebel Alliance, and like just everything he says just has such a new flavor after you see Rogue One because he's just like, Girl, I just saw you fly away <laughs> six <Yeah>. minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. We watched you the entire time, and now you're gonna sit here to my face, yeah, and tell me. So, like, so pre Rogue One, I guess you didn't have. I didn't, didn't have realize. the inspo of the like insane hallway scene where he cuts them all up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was yeah. that was something I never knew I needed in my life. Until oh my god! It's like just Darth Vader going ham. I felt things in that moment. I let I love it when you see like um, I mean he's a villain. That's fine. But talk. I mean, bring it back to screen. The amount if you can make something feel like a scary movie and like and that's the only like make darth vader actually seem like fucking freddy krueger and just mm-hmm. going crazy on people um they did really well i found maybe it's because sam raimi who cut his teeth making the evil dead movies directed the first three spider-man movies um there's a lot of horror inspiration especially in spider-man 2 when like doc ock is waking up and like all of his arms are going and it's just like mm-hmm. oh he cut that thing like evil dead like that is just mm-hmm. like they're chasing people around. There's like killer POV in the claws. And like another show that did really well too is uh Daredevil. Um the first few or the first few episodes of that, like the uh, bad guys like, never see. Yeah, they like never the, see the Daredevil. Movie? Oh god, what? <laughs> no, 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 okay. the uh the uh the, the Marvel series, yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, um there's not this ben amazing Netflix. Yeah, mm-hmm. not Ben Affleck. Uh what's uh Charlie Cox? Mm-hmm. Um there's an amazing scene where there's like bad guys sitting in a car and the camera's just doing like this 360 pan around and it's like he's there. He's not there. Mm-hmm. And he's like getting closer and closer and like they film it like Daredevil's like horror villain like coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just, just beats the shit out of everyone. It's all like We know. love to see it. Like they should do that more with like heroes like that, that style of filmmaking is going to spread over more. So mm-hmm. Just real quick tangent. Have you guys seen the show Heroes? I have not. No. First season. First season was the yeah. best. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wanted to take a quick survey. <laughs> Maybe hero uh, hero from here. I only know heroes from the amount that Dwight references <laughs> it on the office. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't get into it. Um, back when it started, I wasn't watching a lot of hour-long dramas, and then mm. um, 
and then I thought about getting into it, and then I heard the second season sucked, and I was like, all right, well, it did unfortunately. No, didn't miss nothing there. So, Uh-oh. all right. So, those are my stories. Those are your stories. <laughs> On Halloween, Stig and character. That's a yeah. That's an interesting take. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess so. That's a little bit different than say uh, thinking everything is is animated. <laughs> That's no. what happens here, which is a little bit what I've always imagined shrooms are more like. I do um, the line from the start. Well, what are these ones called? I think they're just called shrooms. Yeah, shrooms. Which, what are, what's the actual name for mushrooms? I'm sure they have like a, uh, like a biological like a, name. Yeah, like a species name, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but- and, yeah, shrooms are shrooms, you know. Yeah, shrooms. Shrooms. Mm-hmm. Gonna shroom it up. I've, uh, <laughs> I guess I, I've only ever seen it secondhand, and then I realized too that uh, most of the people I interacted with, they were actually on acid, not shrooms. Mm. Both fucking scared the shit out of me. Mm. I will say, my my knowledge of uh, the, the needing the fat. Um, to make marijuana edibles that that comes from personal experience so you know this is i, I don't need to tell you, speak in hypotheticals this is all perfectly legal here in the great white north <laughs> uh you know as i wasn't you know i i dabbled a bit in university uh had one weird night uh and then i stopped mostly because i thought i was dying and then i never died before <laughs> I was like, well, this must be what dying's like. Um, so that scared me off of, of weed for a long time. And then once it kind of legalized and, uh, you know, pandemic, hit, we couldn't go anywhere. It's like, well, why not? And uh, what, happen- well, and what happens, uh, especially now talking to more and more people is like, I think I think it's a very common thing happening in Canada right now for people who in my style of experience really tried it when they were younger or they didn't try it all and they were just like well why not it's legal may as well try it once uh everyone wants to try edibles and the edibles you buy in stores are weak as shit mm-hmm. um and then they're like and it's so so unpredictable what's gonna happen to you um so people either try it and then or you hear fucking seasoned veterans are like I will not touch edibles. Like I'll smoke all day, and it's like, no man, edibles fuck me up. We we were kind of on the line as we were were learning things, and uh, we we infused some oil, <laughs> mm. which then made some brownies with the oil rather than using the butter as most people do. Um, these brownies, I I I sympathize with your story about like not being near your house or being in another town away because it was like i ate one and then uh i was like i'm glad i'm in my own house and i'm in my own Mm -hmm. bed because shit is starting to happen (laughs) um and then we fed them to some other people who were willing to try and uh a friend of mine (laughs) tried it and then (laughs) he was like dancing in bed we had to throw a weighted blanket (laughs) Uh, and then he got up and I was just like listen I know what he's going through he just does not want to talk to anyone right now just it's like we're leaving you in bed buddy 
if you want us, just come get us, but we won't talk to you again. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he then, to the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> it was, fuck, man. I, he told us, after, he told us the next morning, he's like, if I ever do that again, you have my consent to film me. <laughs> uh, he was going fucking nuts. And as we come to learn that, you know, there's not a weed hangover. And so the next morning, he's perfectly fine. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what you guys did, but like, he's like, I've done acid several times. And that was way worse. <laughs> uh, so that's that's as close as I get. I so that's any of you people out there interested in dabbling in cannabis, if it is legal in your area, just just smoke it to start. <laughs> don't don't, don't fuck don't don't fuck with edibles because um, yeah. Like you said, unless you're in your safe environment. Yeah, like don't do it and like, hey, I'm gonna go out somewhere. No the streets of New York City. Yeah. I do like that they they brought their backpack and before they started to trip, they were checking to make sure they had everything. They have a they bring their passports. Um, they bring like lollipops, bottled water, mm-hmm. uh, a dream catcher, and a backup dream catcher. <laughs> Undetermined what the purpose of those are, but you got bad dreams, you got to stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotta catch them. Yeah lollipops that's a brilliant idea i uh it helps out yeah i uh <laughs> uh one thing i i wanted to look up to see because i felt what really this made me think of was lizzie mcguire yes it is mcguire-esque yeah maybe that's i uh i finally started getting into uh how i met your father i've just watched the first couple episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just got Hillary Duff on the brain. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> anyway. So I I looked up. I was like, who did these animations? And it was uh, the guy's name is Mike Perry. Uh, basically, he's just an artist. The only other animation he did was, uh, or the only other animation he does is all the opening credits. So, uh, which I believe are different in every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but he won a and I quote juried primetime Emmy for outstanding motion design which hmm. I don't understand what it means to be juried. I think they're just the like Academy of Television Science, whatever they're called, just hands, like they pick and hand them out. I think it's like a technical prize for, I think it's hybrid animation on a live action show. I think that's what motion design might mean. Hmm. Uh, there can be multiple winners. Some years there's no winners. I don't know if it's like the consolation prize. Mm. <laughs> or they just saw his work and they just like made up an award for him. Yeah, I don't like in that year there was another show that won the same award. So that there wasn't nominees. It's just like oh. here you go. Here's your here's your Emmy Primetime. Here's your primetime <laughs> Emmy, Mike Perry. So um, but yeah, know. it's uh they kind of uh doesn't last for too long into the episode. It does make uh Macaron- macarons Fuck. <laughs> yeah. they look good but they taste disgusting i don't think i've ever actually had one before. i haven't either no they're really good are they they're crunchy yeah. are, are they crunchy? Uh, the outside is crunchy but as soon as you bite into it it's 
like the inside of that softens and then obviously the middle filling part is just deliciousness you know mm. it's good but there's different like, flavors do you have vanilla wafers i love i love vanilla wafers yeah, yeah vanilla are, wafers yeah those are a thing in the u.s i didn't know if that was a uniquely canadian dish mm-hmm. i get confused sometimes it's kind of what i'm imagining from your description sort of yep but less texture on the buns i guess or the okay yeah interesting interesting Mm -hmm. but they're really good yeah yeah i mean the show didn't really sell it (laughs) just talked it down yeah she's like i thought she would have won honestly if i was at a party and the choice were her macarons or carrot cake i'd be just upset (laughs) it's like neither one of those is a good option I thought about, uh, you know, I thought this would be a, a good point of discussion uh, where Abby is now forced to speak to her boss in the off hours while she's completely fucked up. Um, yeah. Alyssa, Alyssa drugs or not, any other, any interactions with the boss unexpectedly in the off hours? Um, yeah, except uh, I'm both the boss and the not sober one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I set good boundaries when I was a boss. I drank a lot with uh, my staff. Just team bonding, team building. Yeah, yeah. And it's camaraderie. Yeah, no one ever quit on me, so it's fine. I didn't kill any of their cats, so that's good. I can't say I've ever, uh, yeah, no, no experience like this being invited to a boss's house. Obviously, um. I mean, what what is Abby's job? Is she just like a personal assistant? Like, what is her j- job at this point? Yeah, I think she's like entry level um, at like a design firm. Okay. It's like she wants to be an artist. But she's an assistant, I think, for the whole mm-hmm. office. Yeah, I do have one. I guess I have one. I've never, I've only really been someone's boss a couple times when I've had like, uh, I've been responsible for some students at work. So I took, there was one of my students, he would tell me, they had to come to our city like he was in college in Halifax and so he was coming here so like him and a few others who were all at the same college they would kind of get together and they were like playing pool at like the shittiest fucking pool hall in town like the one where the biker gangs hang out and uh and he was trying to get me to go out and play pool with him every Friday and then it finally kind of lined up that I could go and then um he called me right before and he's like oh we got to go to Dooley's uh instead um so i get to dooley's like an hour before (laughs) and i do what i do when i'm socially anxious is i just start pounding (laughs) drinks and he shows up and i'm i'm already kind of lit and then uh when he gets there he's like all right let's play pool and then uh the people who run dooley's is a chain of of pool halls i probably should say that (laughs) uh for people not living in the maritimes um so he's like, oh, th- that it was December. So like there was a Christmas party going on. So we couldn't play pool with that one. So we had a cab across town to another one. And we met up with some other people work. And then those people started feeding me liquor. And then I was just way, way, way too drunk to be talking to my my student. Though. <laughs> and uh, uh, these kids are all like industrial engineering students. And so they have like hustle like they're they're on like co-op programs to like get jobs, like full-time jobs or whatever. And so he's got like a few other buddies that is in his class who are there with him and they're all trying to 
uh, like they're all like they're they're on their game to like impress potential employers. And I'm just like, I'm just the jackass who got <laughs> ladled with a student. It's like all these guys are like introducing themselves to me and like shaking my hand. And I was just like, <laughs> what, what, are what are your interests? Like it's just yeah did not did not set good boundaries either that's that was that was definitely a learning experience it was like yeah they no, probably I, walked away from that like i think that went well <laughs> i think you uh, liked me <laughs> I, I, I think they could tell how drunk i was I, I don't think it, um but yeah it was that was a that was a good learning experience it was like man i don't i don't want to be anyone's boss i don't know if actually <laughs> They put me in uh, some leadership training at work at like the first session. We had like all of these, I work for a very large company. So we had like all these GMs from all these different divisions. And it was like, uh, we could just ask many questions. And, and uh, one of the guys was just like, yeah, it's pretty lonely being the boss. Like you can't really be friends with your employees. And I was just like, all right, that doesn't sound like fucking fun at all. Like why does it, you just work all the time and you don't have any friends because you work all the time and you can't be friends with your coworkers. You don't like, have any time for anything else. I disagree with that. I think it, obviously you can't like or shouldn't go out and get wasted with them all the time, but like I think you should be allowed to be friends with your staff. I don't know. I also work in HR now, so maybe I'm uh, completely wrong about that, but I don't know. I feel... You can, but you have to draw the line at some point because mm-hmm. you don't want them to lose respect for you between work mm-hmm. and personal life because they'll blur the lines, you know, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. we had uh, where I work, we have a ridiculous amount of turnover. We are just a department, just people are constantly leaving and going uh, to different places. So like we started calling it like the biannual going away party because we'd always have like four or five people leaving at once. So like we did one um, at who's that my coworkers? I'm just thinking this because he actually texted me today. He's like, "Man, we got to get together for another one of those." Um, it was in the middle of winter, and like I was, I got so fucking drunk, and uh, we were having a bonfire, and I was like trying to chop wood, and I almost was like chopping my feet off, yeah. and then. Like where the guy lives, he lives in a subdivision. There was like a playground behind his house. So like I had to go on the swings at two o'clock in the morning. Of course. One of one of our coworkers is Ukrainian and she could drink us all under the table. And she brought a whole bottle of it's not even uh Quantro. 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 Which is just a orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. I I don't even think it's not even a Ukrainian thing, but she was just like kept making us do shots of those. And then I was like, wasn't going to let her show me up. <laughs> uh, so threw up massively that night. And then uh, so the next uh, the next time around was actually the guy who had hosted. Um, he was actually he was just transferring to another part of the company. And so he was like, uh, he's like, all right, well, we should have another because there was a few other people also transferring at the same time i was like listen like we'll have the party at my house like you shouldn't throw your own going away party um and this was like the week i had just moved into this house and i got a keg which is a bad start um, 
but I invited, I also invited all the managers and someone was like, you invited all the managers. I'm like, they're not going to come. I was like, it's like, it's exclusion. If you don't invite people, like I've, <laughs> I know that much. It's like, a, that's a form of bullying is not inviting people to the party. Uh, I wasn't like Jim on the office where like, I'm not going to invite Michael <laughs> uh, because I knew these people were smart enough to not come to the party. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of double checked. Like I just had like sly conversations, all of them. And I was just like, Hey, coming to the party tonight. Cause there was three managers in like our whole department. And they were like, uh, two of them were just like, ah, no, I can't make it tonight. And the third one's like, yeah, I don't go to parties with my employees because that just creates too much. <laughs> afterwards. It's like they knew boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. They all knew boundaries. <laughs> so, so I got off without having to exclude people and we all got lit. Nice. Good time. Um, but one thing I, I, uh, I had to look into this because uh, I've been big on the uh, looking into the laws about like being able to contact employees after hours. And I'm a huge proponent of work-life balance, mm-hmm. um, which might surprise the two of you because I, huh, well, none of us are getting paid and you're not my employees, but I'll just <laughs> email you anytime I damn well feel like it about ideas about the podcast, but I'm not expecting you to get back to me right away. Exactly, It's email. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't give a shit. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, this sort of interaction, um, apparently Portugal and France have just put laws in place that a, it, it is now illegal for a boss to contact you after business hours, wow. uh, through wow. email or if you're on vacation or anything like that. And apparently there is, or was, I don't know, but a bill pending in New York city as well to wow. uh, promote, you know, mental well-being and work-life balance, and that's good. You know, that's so important, especially with like everybody working from home now. Like, I mm-hmm. I was always good to like shut up, got up at five p.m. and not work later, but my work is so like low stakes in a way. So mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine if I was in here pressure zone, like this. The urge to keep working after 5 p.m. would definitely be there. So it's not good. No, you have to set limits for yourself, you know, because mm-hmm. they'll abuse it. Mm-hmm. And... Now, so Gus, where you're like on a like a rotational shift, and I know like when we were kind of starting, you were picking up a lot of shifts. Like, mm-hmm. is that like, do you know that kind of in advance, or is that the kind of thing where they'll call you at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and like, hey, can you work tonight? Or not here. I mean, I've dealt with other places in the past couple of years where they'll do that last minute. Um, but at this hospital, I haven't had to do it. Whenever I pick up extra shifts, it's they know like two weeks, three weeks in advance. Um, yeah, there hasn't been, thankfully, a situation where someone calls out sick and they have to call someone to cover. But I'm sure it'll happen. And if it does, I'm, you know, I'm all game to do it. That's a... Uh... I've worked shift work for a while and we got around it by, they just had basically coverage set up. Like I was a, I was a lab technician. So I was the only one on shift, but then they started training like machine operators to be able to come in and, and cover for the night. If anyone called off because like, yeah, there was only four of us and like you had very few options. If, if, uh, if there was a sick call to get someone in and they only, I think I only got called like once or twice and it was like every single time it was like, 
Well, I've been drinking all day, so I don't know if I can, <laughs> if I can uh, work the 8 to 7.30 p.m. to 8 a.m. shift. <laughs> so is it all right if I sleep in the office? <laughs> yeah. But no, I think that's, uh, I, th- I don't know. I feel like uh, now Abby does kill a cat here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like though she has, she's got. I mean, Sam, you're an HR. I feel like she's got some grounds. Like that is unjustified termination. I don't know. She got called in off hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a whole messy situation. Yeah. Like, what's Abby's boss's name? Dara. Uh, Dara is the character's name. Call. Call. I don't know. A DoorDash or whatever those. Get mm-hmm. don't ask your little employee to like. I I don't know New York geography very well, but it, like it feels like it takes an hour to get anywhere in New York. Just yeah, yeah. not a good move. She was nice to her at first after she found out she was on mushrooms, but but, but then after cat. but after she which ah! <sighs> I feel better. Yeah, good job, dude. I'm proud of you. That was also the same sound the cat made as it died slowly. It's not your fault. Isn't it, though? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I watched this with subtitles, and apparently, uh, I I didn't catch it, but I read it, like, on on, on Reddit, that when the cat dies, the subtitle says says smush. Like I'll say like cat screeching and like, you know, she's having a bad trip and then it says smush. But doesn't she not realize at first that she smushed the cat? Yeah. Or like she doesn't realize at all until until Dara opens the door, doesn't she? The cat's name is Amanda. You can hear the cat meowing though, right? While she's tripping. Yeah, yeah. it's like screeching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's just trying to the next day happy by talking about, uh, by thinking about things that she likes, like Oprah. Abby's very oh. obsessed with Oprah <laughs> and Mark <Yeah>. Ruffalo. <laughs> that was the, oh, that, uh, oh, that was a there's a there's a throwaway community line about. Uh, when Jeff's talking something about Annie, and he's like, "And you like someone named Mark Ruffalo?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh man, that was that was before he got famous." And he was like known for like rom coms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So to share one of one of my moments. Yes. Um. So share. I'll I'll do two. <laughs> I used to work for a restaurant. Uh, I won't say specifically which one, <laughs> but it used to be next to this Whole Foods that had a bar inside. You can grab beer from there, go to the bar. They'll open it for you, drink it there, and you pay at the bar. It was really, really tiny, though. Tiny little circular bar. It was awesome. Is Whole Foods a grocery store? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Whole Foods is a grocery store, kind of like Trader Joe's or... Yeah, we don't have either of those in Canada. Is there a bar in a grocery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... uh, uh, it's kind of like a natural food type of place, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I'm sure you guys have something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Sprouts. 
well, anyways. But yeah, it was a small little thing right by the food. They had like the deli and like a hot plates type of stuff. But yeah, they had a bar there. It was right next to the restaurant. Anyways, me and my coworker, um, we got off of work, went to go drink. We had a couple of drinks. We got pretty drunk. And we're like, hey, let's go back to the restaurant. Let's grab some food. And, you know, we'll hang out. But when we got there, our coworkers who were working were so fucking slammed. It was me and my two other coworkers. We said, you know what? Let's help them out. And we were we were pretty fucked up. So we're like, <laughs> let's go help them out. No one will know that we're drunk. <laughs> so I went to the cashier spot. The other one went to cook. And then the uh, the third one did expo. And we yeah, we rocked that out. I mean, I don't know if anyone knew we were fucked up, but we felt bad for the co-workers, you know, but we were pretty we were pretty fucked up. It was nice. I'm so, sure the customers knew. Oh, I'm sure they did. And we were in plain clothes too. That's the other thing, too. Oh my god. Having having work shift work and going into restaurants at like three o'clock in the morning. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone in plain clothes, but I feel like that man. It's like, did this guy just start working at a subway just in the middle? <laughs> like, it's sad because you're stone cold sober, and the guy making your sub is clearly high as fuck and playing Metallica's SM album as loud as possible in this 24 hour subway. Hey, man, yeah. you know what? That yeah, sorry, like buddy. The, the customers knew. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they did but we yeah yeah it was it was a bad idea in hindsight but it was fun um, it's a nice thing to do for your coworkers, though they were they were in the weeds they were getting slammed and it, it, we just would have felt bad you oh know? so you, you want you... we wanted to eat too that's the thing so we needed to clear that up before we put our order <laughs> okay i was gonna ask you to clarify by getting slammed you meant like they were also drunk already or they were very busy but they were very they were, busy they, yeah they were really busy just okay so fucking busy it took me a second because i thought you were like oh they were drunk so we're like well we'll also work but it was you know it was a good time it was fun um i've had a really bad edible trip years ago with the extra strength cookie just like chocolate chip cookie um me and my friend went to the store we bought a cookie they were pretty big um we thought it isn't going to be strong let's eat a quarter we ate a quarter waited about an hour nothing happened so i was like let's eat another quarter so we had another one after like three hours we were so fucking faded <laughs> they had to come drive our cars back to the house where i lived at i couldn't walk up the stairs and i eventually fell asleep for 24 hours because i was so fucking faded so fucking faded um sorry for cursing so much um but i was so high i remember waking up after 12 hours moving around and going back to bed and i was so hungover it was so bad yeah. that's the that's the lesson kids smoke your marijuana mm-hmm. don't eat it you don't know what you're getting into See, that's 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 been the hardest thing about all of this is like when i was in university i figured out beer and alcohol math pretty quickly and like how many beer equals how many shots and like mm. i know exactly 
Well, I say this. I was like, I know how many beer I can drink and still be able to drive, which is a terrible thing to say. And I feel like we're not that far away from it being zero. But it's like, I, I understand alcohol. It always works the same way. Leslie Nope has a chart. Leslie Nope has a chart. We've been through mm-hmm. this. There's how long you have to wait. That's science. Uh, I don't understand these percentages on the side of any of these things they put out. Like, I don't know. I don't even look at them. They don't make any sense to me at all. Um, what percentage they are. I kind of like the, the edibles they sell at the, the provincial run ones here. They're all like 10 milligrams, which I know doesn't do a whole lot. There's places you can buy from, which I don't understand how they're legal, but it's like way higher. Um, and they actually do something. But yeah, that's you can get into those situations pretty easy where you're sleeping 24 hours there was mm-hmm. there was one time uh during the work from home phase where i talk about uh i mentioned earlier you don't get weed hangovers well uh sometimes the edible list hasn't worn off yet in the morning <laughs> and uh yeah that that was a morning at work where i logged on to the computer and just i think i tapped a button every two minutes <laughs> yeah. i was like there was like if I had to go, like I would have. It was easy enough to walk downstairs, turn the computer on. It's like there was no way I was operating a motor. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't not believe this. Uh, it was like, it was noon when I came down the next day. Like it was, it was bad. Mm. They're unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, you gotta tread lightly with those because. Yeah. Well, and I, I think. That's the classic mistake right there is you eat, like you waited an hour and then uh, it's like, well, let's try more. Like, unless you have like an entire weekend to devote to figuring out because that's, I mean, it's the same thing, I guess. I, you know, I, I only started drinking when I went to university and, uh, and there's a lot of trial and error when you figure out how much your body can handle. And <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, if I court, if I chug a quarter rum, I'm going to die. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um and even now like my tolerances are are changing more and more i kind of i know how much will get me it's like if i drink as much i'm gonna be drunk now hangovers last like three days and i'm puking all over the place yeah um, yeah it sucks that was uh easter weekend was uh friends decided to do jello shots for the first time in a long time and that was <laughs> you know at three o'clock in the morning when you're puking red jello you're like Oh my god, what is happening? It's like, oh yeah, I eat jello. <laughs> the red is fine. <laughs> it's not blood. <laughs> unlike unlike Alana's bleeding nipples. <laughs> Was it Alana or Abby? I can't remember. Alana. Alana. She uh in the animation. Uh blood comes out and uh spills on a cat. I made note of this as I was watching it that there's a few times where there's like a cartoon cat. I wonder if it was foreshadowing yeah. for the fate of the cat. I uh, do. I remember the cat and I was like, yeah, that's a weird looking cat. Um, and other things in the animations that I took note of, uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, Alana kisses like an image of herself which is probably a callback to another episode called Coat Check when she meets Aaliyah 
Shawkat? None of us know how to pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> um, and she hooks up with her because they, uh, well, she comes to realize that she was only interested in this person because she looked exactly like her. Yeah. It's a, yeah, that, and while they're having that conversation, because she's also like, she kisses herself and then she like rubs Abby and Abby slaps her off. And that's, uh, <laughs> which is, and I was thinking about this when you were talking. I'm glad I grabbed this quote uh, when you were talking about, uh, uh, you know, what do you want to see the future? You just wish they were real people. Sometimes I just feel like our dynamic is special and we should capture it. I feel like people would really relate to it. <laughs> but that's not just a meta reference to what the entire show is about nice um one last thing i noticed from the animation section of this episode uh when they're like jamming out like drumming on all sorts of different things they have their little like drum circle moment abby breaks a car window like a a a windshield and like acts like nothing happened and the whole thing ends with two cars hitting each other and then they run off so it's like did those did those things really happen like in real life because they don't really know what's happening in real life mm-hmm. i wonder i guess I pass them. are mushrooms i've always been led to assume that mushrooms are strong enough that you would think everything's animated like would you like do you actually i didn't lose them that's why i didn't i didn't eat it with yogurt and i didn't eat that much oh yeah Yeah. they put they put a lot a lot lot. um i never got that way when i tried them like what i would what i remember seeing was honeycomb shapes with the outlines of them being colored and they were like pulsing Oh. Um, and that's kind of the filter that, that I would see things. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That, is, that is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, know, I, I can't. I, it's just, I've always, like, just the thought of, like, not being grounded in reality. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But at the same time, I, you know, I've been hearing about the, they're talking about, uh, possibly legalizing or medically legalizing microdosing, right? For mm-hmm. like depression and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, someone. Well, I guess I haven't been officially diagnosed yet, but I had a counselor I talked to. He's like, okay, these are all signs of serious depression. Uh, maybe, maybe taking a step out of reality for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe reality's been a little too disappointing lately. I don't know. We'll see. I de- definitely, yeah, I don't think I... Also, just eating a, a mushroom, because they throw in other mushrooms. I'm not really a fungus kind of guy. In the yeah. Ugh, God. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming maybe they did cause car accidents. It seems like they just cause destruction everywhere <laughs> yeah. they go as they go along. It's a... Uh, the one other quote I grabbed, which uh, you know me, I'm I'm a sucker for uh, when they fuck around with the opening theme song. Mm. So you are like feeling it? Uh... I love that intro. Yeah. 
They got mm-hmm. they got so high they broke the fourth ball. <laughs> they can hear the crash. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah. That's a great episode. I yeah. forgot. I completely forgot the theme song and how catchy it was. Because mm-hmm. um, I've watched this one first before I watched the other ones. And I was like, oh yeah. No, it's gonna Who be sing stuck that in my song. Head. By the way, do you know? No. I don't know, but it's animated by Mike Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Wikipedia could probably tell us. Um, I guess some other episode details while I was going into some information on the show. This was directed by Nicholas J- Jasanovic. Yes, Soft J. Jasanovic. Mm. Uh, he directed six episodes altogether. Uh, he did a few other Comedy Central shows, and I believe he's most well known for the movie Paper Heart. Uh, which I've never seen, but he wrote it, and it stars Michael Sarah and uh, mm. Charlene Yi. Um, oh, okay, nice. I, like I I know I remember hearing both of but I think like they're playing themselves, possibly. I don't. Okay. I don't know. The theme song is by a guy named DJ Raff. Mm. Okay. Nice. Never heard of him, but mm. interesting. He's from Chile, and uh, I would tell you the name of his songs, but uh, I'm not going to pretend I can speak with a Spanish accent. I see. That's <laughs> fair. Fair enough. I, I can roll my R's, but I can't I can't say Primos Primeros the way you do. <laughs> so this episode was written by Abby Jacobson, who wrote, I think, 23 episodes or possibly every episode. Uh, IMDb is very confusing, but I noticed in the credits, Abby is given the sole credit. I think, I feel like both of them wrote every episode. I don't. <laughs> air dates, because I'm that kind of nerd. It aired on Wednesday, October 11th, 2017. 5,200 view, 5, viewers, which is pretty much what a Comedy Central show airing that day. <laughs> uh, it's, it's cable. They don't get, they don't get yeah. much. I was kind of looking along the run because I mentioned earlier, like it, it used to run alongside Workaholics, and then uh, season three or season three. I don't think it ran along anything, but season four it was uh, it ran in the fall alongside South Park, um, which the episode franchise prequel. I read the synopsis for it. And I was like, I've seen every episode of South Park. I was like, man, I do not fucking remember this episode at all. It's all again a fight with mark zuckerberg i don't know those late south park episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't keep track of them and then uh but clearly it was uh obviously those first couple seasons they were trying to give it you know more established comedies to kind of give it its own feet uh you know you put stuff together so people will watch it it's the whole point of the other podcast we do um but season five on their final season, it was actually the lead in for uh, The Other Two, which was a new Comedy Central show that uh, no one remembers. Hmm. It was like, I remember watching like one episode of it. It's like these two siblings are like their brother and sister, do like a Justin Bieber type character. So like their little brother gets super famous and then like they're basically just trying to ride his coattails. Oh. Um, one thing I found interesting uh, the IMDb rating, 7.4. This is the 48th out of 50 episodes of IMDb. So your your choice for an entry episode is one of the most hated. But, I mean, <laughs> but 
look at that score though, seven point four, and it's their like second or third worst episode. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean that's There's lots of shows that that could be their highest score. Uh, going back to our last episode, which as I mentioned earlier, we're recording these on the same day. <laughs> Arrested Development Season 5 was not getting 7.4. So, yeah. Um, I don't... I'm going to say this, and I don't know, boldly speculating, but I've seen um, IMDb actually um, will go in and like adjust user ratings if they feel like a show is getting review-bombed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think going back to what we talked about at the very start of this episode... Uh, it is a good way to bookend things in the end and kind of the legacy the Broad City had is internet trolls love to shit on things that women do and but this seems like the kind of show that somehow was immune to that like it was never it was clearly you know I said this I, I said at the start right like it wasn't a show necessarily for women um, you know it's for everyone obviously it, it promotes a very strong healthy female relationship but like luckily i as far as i know like internet trolls didn't seem to give a shit about mm-hmm. them, which is which maybe was was good i don't know maybe that's how it flew under the radar is that people yeah. weren't, weren't hating on it um despite the two leads being like very feminist too like mm-hmm. they do call out you know issues right oh and like incredibly unapologetic about its feminism Mm -hmm. right yep um but it's yeah it's you know on this rewatch what i noticed early on was besides the fact that the characters are very strong women you know and they have strong uh, female role models the show in itself I feel like hit the ground running with their characters, who they were. They were fleshed out and the jokes were like there from the very first episode, just like boom, boom. It's just, it was great. Um, it didn't have those like Parks and Rec for me, first and second season were kind of like, okay, picking things up. The Office, same thing, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but Broad City wasn't like that. It's, yeah, I, I noticed that the second time mm-hmm. I watched it. I guess I wonder how much of it is like, are they really just playing caricatures of themselves or had they, you know, if they kind of just took their personalities and amplified it a bit. And if you're writing the whole thing yourself, maybe you already have that that Mm -hmm. step up. Whereas, you know, something, you know, the office being an adaptation, parks and recreation, trying to basically recapture what the office did. Um, But even, you know, tons of other shows like, the characters aren't fully formed but if this is the two of them you know they had the kind of their web series like if it was just them playing themselves i don't know but i i don't know like how how much are the real abby and alana like abby and alana i i wonder if uh i've never seen the web series but if they've been playing these characters for a while and i also read that they met uh like either like an improv thing or like school and Jaime, they also met at the same school, and and I wonder how much of the how much of the characters they've been developing for years, mm-hmm. where they felt comfortable in those characters, uh, where it's different from these shows, right? They're new to the character, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's why it feels so natural. Just yeah. there's no awkwardness that I felt. 
yeah, because what's the story? It was like they were one of them was working at UCB and was like pissed off that they weren't getting screen time or something like that. And then or not screen, I guess stage time, but UCB. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of decided that they were gonna do the web series, which I guess that would explain a bit of the Amy Poehler connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a founding member. Is she a founding member of UCB? Or just one of the most famous ones? Not sure. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it because like I think because UCB was it's like Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, um, the guy that plays Crazy Ira, uh, hmm. Matt Besser. Nicole? Oh no. Yeah, the, yeah, the other one. Yeah, and oh, he's the douche. <laughs> yeah, right. Is there, is there is another woman? Anyway, like, but I don't know if they started it or they were just like they were the first four to kind of be to bring it into the forefront. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. It's it's um I don't know how they did it. It's it's I don't know, it's a really great thing to see. I think mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh it's no, I want to say it's not heavy-handed, but um it is. It's completely heavy-handed. Like I don't it's I think it maybe just kind of speaks to their uh their comedic genius of being able to just write these these true these these kind of stories. I don't know. Like it's like there is nothing there is nothing about my life at all that is remotely <laughs> anything like like live in the country <laughs> like, <laughs> uh uh even just the amount of a lot is like joking about her jewishness and what, what's the running joke like abby's half jewish is that part of it or she's not jewish she's uh like a posh jewish okay know? um like she came i think it's, it's either that like she came from money and or something like i think that's what the joke is right i don't know yeah yeah it's just like but i have like nothing in common at all it's just but like but still like i just watch like i watch i watched the coat check episode today it's just it's just fucking hilarious like it's yeah. i don't know it's just it's you can they really good at saying what they want to say and uh it's i think it's kind of the ad like just funny is funny right like mm-hmm. you got to do whatever you want if you're funny and people will people will catch on to that but yeah. uh I don't know if it's it's definitely good management on their part, but maybe it's a bit of good luck because there's uh, unfortunately tons of women in comedy who haven't had that uh, that same chance. No, I just think with this episode, like first half is so happy and colorful, and then the second they come down, Abby has a bad trip. A lot, a can't have a successful threesome. The cat dies. And then Alana has like a very real moment of like looking through her ex's social media and like you know the trauma of trying to get over that. So it's it's just funny that the first half is so is such a fever dream and the second half is like <laughs> dark in a way. And from the comments I've read about why people don't like that, a lot of people were saying like oh, killing the cat, that's too far. And people just, like, that turned people off of it. But it's like, I don't know. Maybe, I'm just, a, maybe I'm just a dog person, but I didn't really care that much about Amanda. <laughs> Man, that's, that's why it's worth her name's Amanda. Who hasn't gotten fucked up and killed someone's pet? <laughs> I have not. That is not true. Golf houses, right? Yeah, yeah it's... Uh, I mean, I guess it's a, it's a good lesson 
for all you kids out there on drugs. There is a there is a come down. Mm-hmm. It's it's not all sparkly animation. Uh, eventually, you're gonna find yourself in someone's house, freaking the fuck out. Whether it's your boss because you killed her cat, or the weird couple <laughs> that wants you on the outside of their threesome. I I found it. I did find it weird. The version I was watching like had everything bleeped out. Um, uh, as I was watching the the finale afterwards, uh, it wasn't bleeped anymore. And it's kind of weird because a lot of shows that air, it's I don't even know what it's called now. Well, a lot of that stuff airs on, I guess, much music in Canada or comedy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, it would air unedited anyway. So it was kind of, uh, but I think some of those jokes actually work a little bit better. <laughs> With with it being bleeped, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it gets, it gets really dark. <laughs> uh, and I guess, and you you know, kind of talking about it as an entry point, I guess the weirdness of seeing Hannibal Burris's animated head <laughs> showing up, I think you could probably piece it together at the end. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's her ex boyfriend. You know, it's the the final scene is pretty pretty self explanatory. Yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely remember this episode now. I think, I think my only criticism is maybe that the uh, I did find the animation part I found it a little hard to tune into, which mm-hmm. is I don't know. Maybe that mimics the effects. I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, I kind of found like they do they once it gets animated, and they kind of go through all the stuff. Like I didn't really find like I don't know if that part wasn't as funny and maybe I wasn't paying attention to the animation. Maybe I was trying to pay too close to the, the dialogue instead. And most of the jokes were just kind of like, uh, you know, feverish. I'd call them mm-hmm. shower thoughts, but maybe it's shroom thoughts. <laughs> uh, you know, I think like the, the funniness is when they're, they're, they're coming down and then trying to deal with it. I found. Yeah. So like I found it just, it maybe lingered a little bit too long. So I don't know, maybe if that's, uh, I don't know. Killing the cat was fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Especially because you don't think she killed it. And then <laughs> it's just a prolonged, like, you smushed it. <laughs> Amanda. Oh, shit. Uh, all right. Well, if that's that, I think we've talked enough about hallucinogenics and <laughs> all sorts of things. I'm feeling a bit uh, <laughs> slap happy myself. Um, <laughs> So maybe we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. If you want to get in touch with the show, we're still using uh, all of the Comedy Night podcasted um, social media and email. If you want an explanation for that, go back and listen to episode one of TV Makes Sense, where we explain what the hell's going on. Uh, you could email us at comedynightpodcasterate at gmail.com. Uh, anything about Comedy Night Podcasterate or this new TV makes sense, which we'll be doing at least through the summer. Instagram is comedy night podcasted, right? Twitter's at comedy night pod one. There's a subreddit, reddit.com slash R slash comedy night pod, right? If you follow us on any of those, you'll uh, be able to see when new episodes of either this or whatever we get back to comedy night podcasted, right? Comes out. Sam, anything you'd like to plug? You can follow me on Instagram at Sam underscore And Gus. Uh, you can find me at Primos underscore Pretty Metals and should be releasing an episode next week. Just uh, tune into the social media for the link and it should be on there very soon. 
And by the time this gets released, that will probably have been five weeks ago. <laughs> if Gus ever puts it out. Yes. We've been, wait- we've been waiting. I'll need to it. Listen, just take some shrooms and just fucking release it, buddy. Fucking knock it out. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough for us here at TV Makes Sense. Uh, we still haven't figured out how to end an episode there. I don't don't be like Alana and delete us off your social medias. Mm-hmm. We're not your <laughs> we're not your ex boyfriend. We won't make you sad. <laughs> Sam Sam Sam's gonna have dog pictures. I, you know, might put up a promotion for the show if I remember to get around for it. But uh, thanks. We appreciate you listening in. And uh, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We haven't decided what the next episode's yet or what the next recording session is, but uh, it'll be, I'm sure, to be another TV classic. So uh, thanks for listening. And I guess that'll be that. End show. <laughs> Welcome back now. Here. Same bad time, same bad station. This concludes our broadcast day.